previously on Follow the Leader. Today we're playing The Constellations Outside This Porthole Look All Wrong by A.Fell. Uh, aka me. If you haven't read this game yet, here are the basics. Uh, the Constellations Outside This Porthole Look All Wrong is a storytelling game set on a lonely space station hanging in the vast loneliness of space and the people that live there. It's a game where the rooms feel too large and too small all at once, where you're sure you know everyone's name but there's still faces you've never seen before, and where, sometimes, it feels like the outer limits of the final frontier have been reached. It's a game where there's no way to tell for sure which way is up, where gravity is almost definitely a luxury, and deciding whether you'd like to disregard the laws of physics or not will save lives. I'm Mac. I wrote this game. So my first character is Meryl Whitmer. My other character that I am going to be playing is a character named Blackjack. You might also know him as Meridian Prime. Hi, I'm August. Uh, so I'm going to be playing, first off, Marisol Soul Hawk. And then my other character is going to be Parker Young. Hi, I'm Mab. Uh, my first character will be Kerrigan Kestrel, aka Carrie. And my second character is Davy Jane, aka Andreas Oriol. I'm Jade. Uh, I'm playing Max Valera. Uh, <laughs> and I have Theo Delaney. Hello, my name is Zachary Fredrickson. Today I will be playing the role of Minos Tar. Uh, and my second character is. Rascal the Mighty, King of the Pirates, <laughs> Captain of the Tall Boy, Scourge of Guinnessal, and Galactic Hegemony, wherever he may find them. Hi, I'm Sam. I am playing Joe Stockton. My second character is Neva Nanathari. So we're playing our game as a follow-up to our flotsam arcs, our kingdom arcs, and by consequence the uneven orbit arcs. So if you uh, want to listen to this episode, I would highly recommend going back and listening to arc 2, arc 11, arc 18, arc 23, arc 26, and arc 28. <laughs> this game is set on the below, and we are bringing together- oh I forgot about arc 36. We now return to your game already in progress. With everything that we just established established, we can get into scenes. Uh, the best way to make sure everyone gets to frame a scene is to establish a turn order. However, if someone has an immediate follow-up scene that it makes sense to flow into naturally, the person whose turn it is can make the decision to seed the floor. But only that person can because it's supposed to be their time in the spotlight. When you frame a scene, you say where you are, when you are, and who you are playing in that scene. You can request someone else's character be there as well, but they make the final call on whether or not they are actually present and their choice to say no is final. Consent is good, people, if... And I know that I don't need to say this to any of you, I'm saying this to the general public. If somebody says no, don't be creepy about it. Thank you.
Any player whose character is not in the scene plays a surrounding station. I recommend at least one person hops into this role and adds flavor outside the characters. However, if your character isn't in a scene and you want to take a step back and tune out for a moment or grab a drink or a snack, this is a great time to do so. If you're not crafting an immediate follow-up to something that already happened, it always helps to state your intended direction for the scene or the question you're aiming to answer. That's not set in stone. Something unexpected can arise organically and change the course of the narrative, but it helps. Whoever frames the scene sets the stage, as it were, and then everyone else takes a turn adding a detail of some sort. Some flavor, usually aesthetic, maybe minute, but maybe very noticeable to the scene. can keep doing this until the cows come home or until you run out of ideas, but after this, the action of the scene begins in earnest. Does anybody want to frame the first scene? So I have a question. Well, two questions. One of them is mechanically about the game, which is, does the game mechanically allow for things like flashbacks the way this town is full of monsters does yes it does i believe one of the things is time 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 is fake the version of the game that y'all have doesn't have the example scene and reaction types in it but it does have the same uh flashback flash forward thing that alex has at the back of this town is full of monsters cool i just wanted to make sure before i proposed my second question which is do we want to start when people first arrive on the below or do we want to start in media res with uh something else i want to see everybody first arise on the below but i if you have a stronger idea of where to start we can always flash back to it i definitely want to see that scene though <laughs> oh yeah i want to see it 100 percent. i just didn't know if somebody had something else that we wanted to play out first or if we wanted to start there I'd like to start, to be honest, with the arrival of the girls at the station, because we can have the scene of either Rascal being and crew being here already, or we have their arrival as a scene in and of its own right. Both fun. Yes, I think the latter is where I'm standing. The arrival of the girls at the at the below, given that it's been teased at in stingers uneven orbits yeah we've had mm-hmm. this we had those stingers done for a reason august do you want to frame that or i can frame that or anyone else can frame that because i think all of us are gonna be there i don't know part of me wants to say that we should keep it kind of limited like we've been explicitly in contact with minos i don't know if minos would have shared all of this with uh davy and theo but i feel like going to say that would be a question to pose to Zach would be yeah. once Minos received the communication from Sol and sent off his own would he have told Davy and or Theo I guess if you tell one of them you tell both of them they are that <laughs> yes he's back that's a good who is he Linwood Linwood is it Linwood we know that it's Linwood I think we staticked it out before yeah the listeners could the people okay so in that case, what is he? He's back. What's he up to? That's why it's on the plot beats. I like the thought that, like, maybe the Elsinorian contingent has started making noise again. So maybe it's possible that Linwood hasn't been seen, but the fact that his followers are making moves and it's like We're mobilizing. Yeah. So would Minos have told Davy and Theo that Sol is coming back? Oh yes, that of course. Yes, good, good. That that yes is always yes. <laughs> So who's framing the scene? Because if so, I got a visual for you if we need a, a thing. Please, by all means. Okay, so this is the small docking area, or not that small docking area, 
the outer hatch is closed, so it's all airtight again. However, it works. Space. 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 I always have imagined it as a force field that people I like fly that. through. I like that. It's very it's Star good. Wars. I love it. Yeah. yeah like, and the Star, the Star Wars kind of duck. I like the thought that nice. because it's the blower, things are a little bit shitty. It looks almost like a fishing net, though. And it's like, it's very visible, like, mesh that you can see and it sparks mm. sometimes as people come in. But so Kerry's ship pulls up and waiting at the dock because I, I feel like there aren't massive amounts of docking available in here. Maybe there's a certain amount, but you have to be told, okay, this is available when you come in. The ship pulls in and waiting at the berth, as it were, is Davy and Theo and Minos and a pack of five children. <laughs> Minos is holding a cardboard sign. Oh my god! <laughs> I hate to break it to you, but you also have a four-year-old on your shoulders because they like it there. I can carry both. I I have no doubt. <laughs> I love it. It's a, it, upon which is painted hawk. <laughs> oh my god! He's holding it up. Uh, Theo has uh, like an eighteen-month-old on, like in one of those nice fabric, not quite a papoose kind of thing, but just like sat there. And um, there it is. So that's two out of, and then the other three children are kind of milling around. I feel like one's maybe sort of hanging just behind Evie, and then uh, the two oldest kids are sort of at the front, bouncing a little bit, waiting for the gangplank to drop down. And that's what is the site that is waiting <laughs> at the dock. Joe might be sort of like doing some sort of work on either the force field or, you know, is generally milling around in the dock. Joe is in a corner banging something to make it work. <laughs> oh, or maybe it's sort of like he's helping couple it in. Like, you know how at docks there's always like people working at docks to like tie stuff down? Maybe he's just doing, yeah. he does work there on the docks too and he's sort of part of the... He's got like power cables and things. Like, yeah, yeah, like helping yeah. it. Like when you get to a, an RV campfire, you need to like connect all your electrics. Well, I know you had mentioned that Meryl might not step out immediately or is she going to? She is not going to step out immediately because I want to give Sol a chance to, like, talk to everybody before before it all breaks. <laughs> I feel like Max is hanging back with Meryl because, like, she doesn't know people here. And as yeah. soon as Meryl's like, I need to do a thing before we go on, and Max is like, thank God I can just hang out with you. I'm just <laughs> not deal with that. Like, goes to the hatch, sees that there's people there, and turns right back around. And it's just like, I am going to wait. With Meryl. Oh my god, there's a sign that says Hawk. <laughs> there are children here. <laughs> it says Ed Co. Hawk and Co. I feel like actually that's a really good visual, just to set this off before. So it's just like Max is the one that opens the ship, sees that, and disappears, and goes to find Meryl, doesn't say anything to Sol or Carrie because she's an asshole. And it's just like <laughs> Meryl, there are kids here and they seem happy to see Sol. <laughs> 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 what is happening so Saul goes down I think like at the exact moment that Saul hits the like gets off of the, the ramp there is like a very loud noise <laughs> because I think it's just funny or it's like you've been back on this ship for less than 10 seconds <laughs> something explodes <sighs> small explosion she walks down the ramp with an explosion going on in the background <laughs> Sunglasses on. She's so cool. Oh my god. I love her. Oh man, I'm just trying to think because it's like, 
you know, obviously Saul is still incredibly emotionally constipated, but at the same time, like some of this time with with Meryl and Carrie and Max has like softened her up a little bit. So, ah, I mean, not enough for her to actually admit like feelings, but you know, she experiences more feelings than anger nowadays. So, well, anger is a feeling. Yeah, oh, I, other feelings beyond anger. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Uh, as soon as she, like, descends, uh, I think Davy just kind of, like, immediately crosses the space and pulls her in for a hug. Oh. Because Davy has no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. I love him. Oh, my God. Soul has to do the very, very awkward back pat, doesn't pat, she? Pat, pat, pat. Yep. Question. Is yes. Soul also not immediately swarmed by children? They don't know who she is. No. Yeah, the, ki- okay. the kids don't know who Soul is. But if Davy's if Davy is hugging her, does that not mean safe introduction, children time? <laughs> Fair point, actually. <laughs> I want to hear what Davy says, though, first. He not quite bounds because he has restraint, but no boundaries. <laughs> and so he like crosses the distance very quickly and pulls Sol in for a, a very like swift but like fierce hug. And then does the whole like puts his hands on her shoulders and pushes her back a little bit, you know, like to give the, oh, you know, once like a, a good like look over. And then he just smells <laughs> like I'm old enough to be your mother. <laughs> and then we found out that wasn't true because we retconned her age. Yes. Yeah. No, I know, but it's still funny. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So I was like, I'm still what what is this? What is this? I don't like this feeling anymore. I feel young. He just says Soul, it is so good to see you again. It's been so long that we haven't had any communication from you. And then Mino said that he had heard from you recently. And then we had just, oh, it was just so exciting. We were like, so glad to have you back. And it'll be, it'll be a treat. And you get, you get to meet everyone. And you remember Theo, of course. And there's, there's Mino's over there. But, uh, and so he like puts, like, he like leads, starts leading her over to where all, where all the kids are. Oh my God. And I think... She's just so taken aback. She just lets him do that. <laughs> Theo look. Theo side eyes up at Mina. She's like, "Do you think she's okay?" I don't think she knew what she was expecting, but this was not it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's all so awkward. There's so many awkward options in my head that uh she could take i think i think it's just like imagine the most awkward thing that she could do and that's what she does she has an 11 year old looking up at her going i like your hair oh hi just you wait <laughs> oh my god <laughs> uh minos leans down to david to theo and says reunions are messy things i mean i have wet wipes so <laughs> emotionally speaking Oh, I do have tissues also. Hmm. I don't know if this hawk is one to cry. I didn't think she was one to let Davies. people hug her. And yet. <laughs> and yet. Miss Hawk, welcome back to the below. Good to good to be back, I guess. Uh, <laughs> are you sure? Sound more excited, <laughs> I dare you. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh wasn't expecting all of this and I mean I'll be honest I wasn't expecting to to be back but you know was my message not 
detailed enough. Well, I mean, yeah, it, it was. I'm just saying, you know, before I got your message, uh, before things kind of went and... She pauses and looks down at the 11-year-old looking up at her. Who has been joined by a 10-year-old. Because she was clearly going to say something a bit more crass. And she stops herself <laughs> and uh, looks back at Minos and says, you know, before things uh, caught fire where I was last. Literally. Read, tits up! <laughs> yep. <laughs> She she kind of like glances behind her shoulder and is just like, uh, guess I got some introductions to do. Meryl, I realize what it is that Meryl's doing. She's looking for a like like the equivalent of a house like like a, like a, a gift that you would br- a hostess gift. Uh-huh. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> like the sort of gift you would bring to somebody who who's like hosting you, like mm-hmm. to be polite. They already drank all of the booze. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> That's why she's searching so hard. Haminas um, uh, looks at Saul and says, I believe you would be most qualified for introductions. I do not know your crew. Well, uh, I mean... Her crew. <laughs> says Carrie, marching down the gangplank. Saul <laughs> 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 so does kind of look back at Carrie before saying, well... More like uh, her crew, and I'm just on it. But we you're got... the glue holding us all together. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but <laughs> she she like gestures towards Carrie and is like, "This is uh, Kerrigan Kestrel. She's our captain." So is Carol? Is Carrie out here now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> um yeah i guess like she she would have like walked down to join after she finished any like post-flight checks and, <laughs> and got her ship secure she kind of gives like a very polite smile and holds out her hand first to like davy and then shakes theo's and minos's hello and welcome to the below thank you i have not heard much of this place please enjoy your stay oh i will i will she's like you gotta be polite (laughs) (laughs) cannot insult these nice people that i don't know yet yet i'm sorry mac what what did you say meryl was doing at this specific moment i'm thinking that this is around the point that she shows up and she's got like the last half a bottle of whiskey (laughs) (laughs) oh god that somehow managed to escape Saul's notice. Yeah. She, like, hid it. She definitely had, like, a stash of wine that she was, like, keeping away from Saul so that she could have some of her own. Um, And so she has found that last bottle, and she has appeared on the gangplank. A high-pitched screech emits through the space as the 11-year-old, bored of Saul, apparently tears off towards Meryl screaming in delight but most of us have heard like 11 year old girls screaming in happiness right like it's that noise oh yeah, yeah. I've yeah. heard children screaming in bloody murder but you know um, Max is right there right because Meryl is gonna pass off the wine very quickly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Max has got yeah. you take the wine catch the kid <laughs> I got your wine hold the <laughs> 
Um, so I guess Saul gestures to her next, and it's just like, uh, that's, uh, that's my sister. Uh, turns out she ain't dead. Meryl's your sister, <laughs> says Theo. <laughs> Davy just, like, jaw drops. <laughs> yeah, Saul, Saul looks at Theo and is like, yeah, can't you see the resemblance? I mean, she never mentioned Analyzing. having a sister. <laughs> Yeah, Minos is great with faces. He'll he'll tell you. <laughs> Fusses over the baby, <laughs> avoiding the conversation. And uh, then it, it's like what Theo said catches up to her, and and she's like, "You you know her? She was here a few years ago. She's great. Kids love her. Well, kids, Hyacinth loves her, as you may have gathered by the screaming." Meryl is trying to pick up Hyacinth and is like, oh my god, you got so big. How did that happen? Squirmy child in your arms. I love this. Blabbering away a mile a minute about your hair. Yeah. <laughs> she comes over very, very awkwardly. <laughs> like this 11-year-old. This Meryl is still like 5'3". She's just yes. dragging this child. Oh my god. <laughs> Carrie's there with eyebrow raised. Uh I don't know that Sol knows how to react to that because, like, she left the station, and if she'd stayed, she could have found her sister years sooner. Hmm. Oh. So I guess she kind of deflates a little and just kind of, like, cocks her head towards Max and is just like, uh, and, uh, this is our mechanic. Name's Max Valera. Don't mind me. Can... I'm fine. It's all good. <laughs> clunk 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 I feel like on finding out that there's a mechanic on the ship uh, Joe just sort of goes so you good do you need me to keep the, uh, if you guys have got well, I mean I can he sort of like gestures gestures away oh you're fine you can just keep doing what you're doing alright cool <laughs> Max joins the rest is like that is an unreasonably pretty person he does not hear this. Like, I don't do... I'm standing right here. I don't do men, but that is impressive. He's real pretty. He's also covered in grease. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things. It's artfully smeared across his cheek. Meryl is just like, nice to see some things around here haven't changed. Hi! <laughs> to Davy, Theo, and Minos. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the Below. <laughs> Good to see you too, Minos. As always. <laughs> I wish that I had been paying better attention when Sol had said where we were going, because maybe I could have avoided this situation. But Wait, so she doesn't she didn't know that this is where we were landing? Well, Sol obviously knew and Sol had no reason to think that I would would no. Oh, whatever. Whatever. It's fine. We'll figure it out. Hi, Davy. Hi, Theo. Hey. Hey Meryl. It's a very pleasant surprise to have you back. It's, wow, it's even better. It's better than what we expected. Yeah. Hey, guess what? I'm alive now. <laughs> yeah. It's good to see you both. He's like genuinely um, excited. And your sisters. Davy moves in to, to hug uh, Meryl then. Yeah, with, with an 11-year-old squished in between them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't stopped talking you know this whole time and then yeah. she keeps tugging on meryl's overalls to be like no pay attention to me i love this our little gaggle of children you seem to have acquired more since the last time i was here that's how it happens they just pop up like weeds bouncing the baby <laughs> oh my god 
<laughs> Tiago voice. Is that really where babies come from? No, we're not having this conversation. It is my experience that children seem to just happen. <laughs> Davy nods, points. Yep, that's what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Can't confirm. Can't confirm. Uh, I'm guessing where y'all come from, biology classes ain't a big deal. Reproductive health is not a part of my mission. <laughs> Davy's just like, uh. <laughs> Meryl's like, mm-hmm. Gary lifts an eyebrow and just says, Solo, are you volunteering to tell these children where babies come from? No, no. <laughs> a bunch no. of children turn round to look at you, including the blonde on Minos's shoulders, the very quiet, like, seven-year-old that's not said anything, and the two that don't look very alike physically, like the 10 and the 11-year-old just, like, staring up at you. Or down is the case of the four-year-old on the shoulders. This is a very funny place to call the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I love it. Do we want to follow up with the scene of the tall boy arriving? I'd love to see a scene of the tall boy people if you guys are down. We could have... How about I had had the idea that the tall boy wouldn't arrive for a minute... I was like, if we want to have you guys on the ship still coming in. Yeah, yeah. Like establish the status quo of the below with these new folks and then more people show up. <laughs> uh, but we can have our own our own tall boy scene. For now, we see the bridge of the tall boy. <laughs> Good. It is like a it's like a dreadnought. It's this just huge I'm thinking that as king of the pirates and as a just wild dude, Mm -hmm. Rascal has like a Warhammer 40k style battleship. Oh my god. Fuck yeah. yeah. Holy shit. This is one of those things that were like, if it was like Cowboy Bebop or Space Dandy, it would have like super loud music coming along with it. Oh yeah. Full Dufloria style. Absolutely. Yeah. So like like breakbeat mixed in with like uh, Gregorian chanting. (laughs) Or like a breakbeat sea shanty. Yes. That. Yeah, so it is this gigantic ship uh, with many other ships flying around it with like a castle built on top of it. <laughs> oh my god. Holy shit. That is so extra and I love it. It's so yes. rascal is the thing. It's extremely Thousands rascal. of cannons lining the hull. <laughs> And at the top of it, uh, standing out in a, it's like, it's open air, air quotes, uh, bridge, (laughs) like a huge balcony split off from the castle on the top of it. So he can look down and see everything. It's like within a, within within like a forest field atmosphere stands uh, Rascal the Mighty. He's got this incredible uh, heavy overcoat, uh, like a pirate king should. Uh, he He has no crown, of course. He has a um, an eye patch, this long, flowing great coat. Uh, he doesn't have boots, but he does have the like like spats around his big paws. Around his big kitty paws, oh my yeah. God. And he's you know just you know shouting orders, but in the way that you shout orders when you know what you're doing. There's no emergency happening right now. He's just running the ship with his standard panache. I feel like Miva's not, like, doing anything useful right now. She's probably just, like, sitting, leaning back in a chair, like, a little too far, Mm -hmm. and just sort of watching. She doesn't do a lot of ship running, maintaining. (laughs) No. That's not her style. She's here to be a gun, basically. (laughs) 
That, I mean, that's that's fair. And there's nothing to shoot right now, huh? No, indeed, there is not. Let's be bored out of your wits, Gunnery Captain. I feel like she's like knitting or something. <laughs> like she's doing something like <laughs> just like quietly with her hands, and just looks up and she goes, "Yeah." <laughs> so fucking good. Oh my god. And she goes back to her, like, weird knitting. <laughs> of course she knits. It's like a sci-fi knit. I've, a part of me wants to be like, she's knitting with some sort of, like, bioluminescent, like, yes. plant fiber mm. yarn. So it's, like, kind of glowy, but, like, a little bit, like, lopsided. Yeah, I mean, we're just having a good time, I think, on, on, the, on the tall boy. Parker, I feel like Parker is definitely involved somewhat with the landing procedures, even though he's not, like, the pilot or anything. Like, he's still up there helping with, like, the computers and just, like, doing the very snappy, like, yes, sir, salutes and stuff whenever a rascal angles a command at them. Oh, Mm. Parker. I think either in this scene, Rascal learns that there's a metal man on the below, or he already knows and we are, like, on the way there. Yeah, because I've got a feeling also with, like, with spaceships, there's not a whole lot of, like, once you've set a course for somewhere, it's not like you're actively flying the ship there. It's got autopilot for a reason. Mm-hmm. We're just cruising. We're just, we're just cruising. cruising along. Yeah. But um, it might be that, like, we're setting course here for our next destination. Uh, so I have a quick question. Um, yes. And this is obviously not something that the crew of the tall boy necessarily knows, but... How did we come to set a course for the below? Is this something that came from Rascal's dreams? Or is it just like Rascal knows this place and feels like it's a good place to uh, start looking? Or Rascal had the dream of the Silver Man with the Starlight Sword. And he then he sent out his, you know, in- information gatherers. And then he, you know, got back a bird, like a bird messenger uh, a bird. that said, yeah, like a, a bird that flies through space. <laughs> what it actually is, is the Rascal's like like laptop or a computer thing. Whenever he gets an email, it shows up as a bird with a letter <laughs> around its ankle. I was about to say, is this like the email program that we use? It just looks like... That's fucking... the, U, the UI. Yeah, it's I called... It's a messenger. Messenger does. <laughs> oh my god. Is our, is our... I fucking love it. I love this so much. Holy shit, y'all. Uh, and it said, hey, yeah, yeah uh, uh, your majesty, we just found that there is a metal man uh, in this station. And he said, all right, bring me that. Well, let's go there first and then you'll bring me the metal man. <laughs> <laughs> Delightful. Don't kidnap the robot. We will go to him. <laughs> Does the below as a station have like per- like a-, a formal name? No. Or No. 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 I mean, like, the, the station that below, that below exists within. Probably. Don't ask us to name We've things. We've never named okay. it. Okay. So we, this was a discussion where we played Floss of just like, should we be naming yeah. the station? Nah, it's not in the rules. Yeah. No name. It has, it has a name for sure. We, it's just not important. No. Okay. We just do not speak it. It, it, never, it never appears on screen. Okay. Or it's like Mike Wazowski and it's just always censored. Mike Wazowski. Yes. And, and and so and so yes, like so the camera is like Rascal's eyes as he as it like he opens the message and he says, We know where to go. And then yes, the the Starborn fleet creeps ever closer to the below. Beautiful. Rascal stands with his arms crossed and his foot up on the bow of his ship as it pierces the cosmos. 
Miva's sitting slightly behind him, still knitting, just like <laughs> gives a quick thumbs up and it's just like, all right. That's so good. <laughs> so we had a soul framed scene, technically, and we've had a rascal framed scene, as it were. Hey, uh, hey, Joe. Oh, ho. I'm just <laughs> wondering what Joe's up to. Building stuff. He probably is like tinkering in the guts of the ship, just like having a having a good time. So actually, catching me up a little bit. So are Joe and Meryl already friends at this point when Meryl's rearriving on this space station? Yeah, I can't imagine that she didn't meet him when she was on the below before. I think okay. she she needed him to fix something of hers. That's right. Okay. I was just making sure that like that link wasn't from like uh, establishing within the time frame of our game because I wasn't sure when the time frame of our game was supposed to be. Yeah. That no. That that's that's a pre-existent relationship. Perfect. I feel like you know Joe is kind of excited to see Meryl again. Like, oh hey, it's my little friend. Just like ruffles <laughs> her hair. <laughs> She's... I was gonna be like, what? And then I was like, oh yeah, Joe's like a foot taller. Joe is like six foot four, I think. Yeah. Yep. Established He's this. a foot taller than her. Yeah, Joe's fucking massive. So do we want to maybe do a scene which could be like Meryl and Joe and maybe Max? Because we talked about Sol getting shown around at the new stuff. So we can always do that. I do actually love the idea of Meryl introducing Max to Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, let's do that. So is this like maybe going to Joe's shop? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Can we say that the that Joe's shop is like adjacent to the makerspace? Like maybe he is not in charge of it, but he maintains it in I some ways. I love that. I love that a lot. That's really good. I like that a lot. He's got his own workspace and then he's got a workspace that is open to the public that he also uses occasionally for tools that he doesn't feel like keeping in his small workspace. Dope. Yeah. Love it. So Mara like knocks on the door frame. He leans out of the back and says, uh, d- uh, just just a second. Uh, and he finishes whatever the fuck he was doing. And comes out, like, wipe- wiping his face with a rag and goes, how can I help you? Oh, hey! <laughs> hey, Joe. He, like, bounds over like a little puppy dog and goes, I-, I-, I thought I saw you coming out of that ship, but, I, you know, I was busy, sort of. And you couldn't see me around all of my tall friends. <laughs> you do have a lot of tall friends. He like I ruffles your hair and is like, it's good to see you again. Stop with the hair. These buns took hours. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Says Max from like behind where she is leaning against the front door. And Joe just sort of looks up and goes, like, he's like a little blank. Are you a customer? Can I, should I be? He's Joe, this is my girlfriend, Max. Sup? Oh, hey, congratulations. He, he ruffles your hair again. Stop Aww. it. <laughs> Nice to meet you. And he sticks out a hand. Max sort of like reaches out to shake it and he feels like her palms are like as calloused as his are. This is mechanic friend. Oh, ho. <laughs> this, is, this is mechanic friend. Max, this is Joe. Um, When I didn't have your expertise while I was, you know, pretending to be dead, um, I had him fix up my shit for me. He just gives a thumbs up. He goes, that's me, the shit fixer. <laughs> Max does the head to it. It's just like... It's not quite another cat vibe because, like, this is very different <laughs> species. This is cat meeting dog, is what this is. This is cat meeting dog. <laughs> yeah. The very tentative sort of approach, but still, like, fur fluffed out. <laughs> this your shop? Hmm? This place. All yours? Uh, yeah. 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 This is all, this is all mine. I also, I run the makerspace next door, but, uh, this one's, this is my personal spot. Like, 
pats the countertop like he's petting a dog. Slaps countertop. This baby can hold so many projects. She... <laughs> <laughs> and like speaking of projects, there's a bunch of like random mechanical things just sort of like hanging around like what looks like what may have been a clock at some point, but is now like like a deer scare. I don't know what those like the bamboo things that like tap and then come back up. It's sort of like that, but with some sort of like mechanical or like mm. electric energy. It's real weird looking. <laughs> Just a bunch of like useless objects that he's like tinkered around with and made. I actually have a question. Yeah. Is Joe the one that keeps Minos running now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, that could be. Rules. That's a great I'm gonna idea. put that in as a social link. And yeah, nice, because like Theo could do a limited amount for sure, but like is nowhere near the level of mechanic skills that Joe is. So for sure. When I think of Joe's mechanic skills, I think of like Winry Rockbell. Mm. That's that's a yeah. good poll. That's good because I am Alphonse Elric. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Basically. My my link for Minos is now I keep the boy running. Brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Minos's Minos's second tag is Clockwork Soldier. Mm, nice. I love that. Um, or like wind up man. Uh, I need to keep the ears tight. Like TikTok from the Wizard of Oz series. Mm. Mm-hmm. Sure. So like as you're looking around the shop, Minos comes out from the back room. Putting his like uh, cable knit sweater back on. <laughs> Wait, is he wearing a sweater like over his like armor carapace? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I love likes, it. He likes jumpers. He's a man made of brass, so you got to wear some clothes to be decent. <laughs> Minos, yeah, he's a cable knit sweater and cargo pants and Tim's. <laughs> Big dad energy. <laughs> Big dad energy, and and Joe looks a little flustered. He's like, hey, hey, no, 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 hey, hey, come on. Uh, I was still working. Do you feel okay? Everything feels all right. You're, you feel good. Everything is in working order, Mr. Stockton. Thank you. All right, cool. All Should right. we leave? Says Max to Meryl. <laughs> I, no, I think we're okay. Joe sort of turns around and is like, Meryl, you remember our friend Minos here? Yes, I do. I met him at the dock again. Oh. Hi, Minos. Hello, Meryl. And this is your friend. My Yes, my girlfriend. <laughs> she is very excited about getting to say this. <laughs> <laughs> my girlfriend my friend Does she also say that to like rub it into soul's mm-hmm. face like hey guess what i figured out and you haven't yet <laughs> no oh my god <laughs> she doesn't have that much of a death wish oh did she do it to carrie instead mm-hmm. yes minus leans in to meryl and says is that what you were looking for <laughs> one of them yeah joe does not understand what's going on here and is like okay this is happening they're just gonna let this happen well i'm glad that you found it Minos Tar, a pleasure to meet you. Max Valera, you're incredible. I... <laughs> She's in full mechanic mode, looking at like this. Yeah, no, Joe sort of leans around and goes, isn't he? Like, holy shit. Is there a non-weird way for me to ask about seeing how you work? Joe sort of like slaps Minos on the back and goes, and I'm in charge of keeping this guy running. You lucky fuck. I have been informed that my internal mechanisms are somewhat atypical. They're a little, they're a little complex, but uh, it's a fun challenge. I love complex. That's catnip to her. Joe is like grinning right now. He's like having a blast. I need to spend time with you and possibly you. The <laughs> definitely is to Minos. The possibly is to Joe. <laughs> Fair enough. Minos like does like the finger thing where like you curl one finger at a time in kind of a wave, mm-hmm. which is I don't know. Maybe that's like impressive dexterity for a robot. And I mean, Joe just sort of shrugs and goes, "I mean, if uh, if Minos doesn't mind, I can give you a call next time I have to do some sort of maintenance on him. Do you mind, Minos? Of course not. That a boy. I was not programmed to feel shame. 
cool. Max looks at Joe and goes, I can see why you like him. Because <laughs> oh, Max is an boy. asshole and has made an assumption about the nature of this relationship. <laughs> uh, Joe just sort of is like, Blanks is like, I have no idea what you're talking about, but all right. <laughs> Meryl is like, Joe, Joe, please. Like, solidified <laughs> in her mind right now. She's like, oh my God. He's a dense fucker. I love him so much. But we love him. Well, Mr. Stockton, from what I have observed of human sociality, there seems to be some sort of taboo with revealing your inner workings to a casual acquaintance. Ah, I see. Yeah, I guess it would be pretty weird for someone to look at my guts. He's like tapping his face like, huh, I guess I never really thought about that. Sort of shrugs. (laughs) I have no guts. You kind of have guts. Your guts are just all mechanical. True. Okay, I think Max is just like looking at me and us, like trying to put together like if she's ever met somebody like him. Because I feel like, obviously, we've talked about like robots and androids and being very common, like or not super mm-hmm. common, but like are a common enough thing in the system that it's not been strange. But I feel like maybe she's not met somebody quite like Minos. So especially mm-hmm. if like we talked about Elsinore being it's very much his own kind of vibe. So it's possible she's never met somebody from Elsinore before. Well, now she's met two people and is about to meet a third. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have been extensively modified. Uh Uh-huh. Me too. And I tap on my leg brace. (laughs) It's not all my work, but some of it. No. My maker stamp has been erased. In its place is a modification stamp. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Minos like pulls down his uh, like the collar of his shirt and pops open a panel on his um, mm-hmm. collar that says Juniper. <laughs> Junie, yes, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I imagine I have much to thank them for. Yeah, I mean, I, I also have no idea, but uh, to keep telling, if if this Juniper ever shows up here, I hopefully I get to meet her because. Your inside's real interesting, buddy. Knocks on uh, Minos's <laughs> chest. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> it's actually, I actually think Minos, like tapping on Minos has a, like kind of a musical quality. Yes, yeah. it's so good. I love that a lot. Like the thickness of his chassis and his, car- and his like uh, metal like plating is, is the right thickness to produce tone. Mm, that's so good. That really vibes with the whole Elsinore vibe, like the way we talked about how that place was built. I love that. Is that is that scene? Do we think like it ends on the chiming of chassis of like elegant chassis, mm-hmm. and then yeah, is there is there some some sort of like bell like uh, percussion sound that we can use to 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 cut to the next scene? Yeah, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. Maybe like that. somebody set that up, and like there's a couple of clocks maybe that people have set up to help monitor the passage of time because there's no daylight or anything to monitor. So maybe there's a few like quote clocks scattered around the below that chime the hour so people know what time it is in the cycle mm. love it and like he does that and like it's the echo of like two o'clock or whatever in a different tone <laughs> as we as the camera cuts away yeah, yeah does the camera literally just cut to soul walking between davy and theo and Absolutely. carrie too obviously i love that I mean, idea i'm also really amused by the visual of like Davy and Sol walking ahead, and then there's like this awkwardness of Theo walking with Kerry. Oh my god! With most of the, there's like definitely a couple of the kids up front with Davy and Sol, 
Uh, and then the rest are sort of with Theo and Carrie. So Carrie's got these children milling around uh, her legs. Oh, jeez. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> oh, no. Let me, which which of the kids? Like, because I feel like Hyacinth and um, T would be up with Davy for sure. Yeah. And then it's Els and Astrid, uh, who are the youngest, along with Princess, who's the baby. It could be, have like, Astrid could also just be, like, trailing along behind they also have the same long blonde hair. Mm-hmm. So Minos wouldn't have taken them along to his, to get patched, yeah. his checkup. Yeah, very good. So yeah, uh, we can cut between Carrie and Theo and Sol and Davy as we walk. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of me talking. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So where are we going? Are we just like en route to the place that Davy and Theo currently occupy with their children yeah they could be like hey do you guys want some lunch we'll like make some lunch for you mm, i love that but like maybe we're taking like a circuitous route to like point out some this is one of the projects like we built this and like maybe one of the growing pods one of the mm-hmm. bus shelters with space tomatoes with the vitamin d lights oh my god so just kind of like looking at davy being super awkward and just being like so uh when did you, uh, and, you know, just kind of, like, nods her head in Theo's direction? Um, I guess shortly before Meryl came here, but, I mean, within the last five years or so, it became more official? It, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of happened naturally. We spent a lot more time together, and... When they finally stopped, you know, acting like I was something to be terrified of, <laughs> then then it was easier. I see. She glances at Davy's hand, looking for a ring. <laughs> <laughs> they ha- yeah, we are. Do they have rings, Jade? I don't think Theo would wear a ring on their hand because they still like to build things. But uh, it's... I would say it might be with, uh, Davy might be wearing his with his signet ring. Yeah, and I feel like Theo has a tattooed wedding ring. Oh, that's really cute. That's adorable. That's permanent. They're so good. (laughs) Yeah, so I think like Davy has now like taken to wearing, like he'll wear his signet ring outside of because he used to always wear it beneath his shirt, so now it's, like, visible and it hangs out. So that's where uh, his wedding band will be then. Okay. I don't think Sol says anything about that. Just kind of, like, files it away. Davy, please ask her. Please ask her about the lady she's with. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then he, well, then he'll just kind of, like, look back and just be like, so you and her? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's been seven years. Also, they never got an answer to the question about uh, Saul and Meryl being sisters. (laughs) Gonna happen off screen. (laughs) God. Saul's shoulders just kind of, like, go really stiff. And she's like... Oh, God. How does she phrase this? Because, like, she is aware that Carrie's within earshot, but also... Oh, man. I think she just kind of grunts and is just like, she's my captain, and uh, I try to take care of her the best I can. She still gets herself stabbed, though. What? She... What kind of... 
Well, it's you. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Cuts to Theo and Carrie. As Theo watches this conversation, not really talking, just like, so how do you know, how did you meet Sol? Um, I worked on the station that they were a part of for a few months. And uh, <laughs> we became friends. And then I got arrested. And then we stopped talking for a little bit. Uh, And then I said, all right, well, we have to leave as that station started to literally fall to pieces. And then that's how everyone wound up on my ship. Uh Uh-huh. Theo's like looking at her, trying to suss out like, what more is there to this story? (laughs) Carrie has a great poker face. I don't doubt it. Uh, (laughs) I want to uh, quickly establish that Theo, like, age 27, looks quite different to Theo the last time we saw them. The clothes fit better. They've still sort of got that worn, handmade quality to them, but their hair is longer and sort of neatly braided. They've still got the same sort of pale skin, and they've got tired, but it's that parent-tired as opposed to scared-tired kind of look. And, yeah, they seem a little lighter. No taller, though. They're still very scrawny. Probably a little shorter than Meryl. Team small. Team small. <laughs> so tiny. Gary's like, I thought I was average height, but damn. <laughs> I feel so tall around all these people. <laughs> I feel like uh, the baby starts fussing a little and reaching forward to carry. And Theo's just like, <laughs> I think she'd like you to hold her. Is that okay? Uh, she likes new I mean, people. Uh, oh. You can say no. I don't know how to hold children. Oh, well, that's easy. (laughs) And they immediately unhook the uh, baby carrier and just, like, clip it around Carrie. Oh, And, like, reposition Um... Princess, which is the baby's (laughs) name, on her hip. Saul is going to turn around and just almost flip the fuck out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that thing happens. Like, you just hear this clicking sound of the delighted gurgle of a baby clapping her hands. And Theo just goes, you're a natural. <laughs> Carrie's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Hold on. Um, I think she like immediately has to like braid back her hair so it does not get baby grabbed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, all right, hold on. Hold on. This much, I, I do not need my hair being pulled out of my head. Oh, yeah, she'll do that. <laughs> oh. She'll Okay. Not on purpose. She just likes to grab everything she can. No more malevolent than I think any babies are. <laughs> just babies i am sitting here in stunned silence which i think is probably in character (laughs) davy will then just kind of give soul a very playful nudge god the only thing i can think is like soul kind of glaring and like shoulder checking him (laughs) so good she's just uh having none of it Not so tough now anymore, Hawk, huh? Hmm. Meryl drove it all out of her. (laughs) (laughs) I think she continues to glare and is just like, I can show you how tough I am. Okay, nope. We don't want to get Minos upset with you. You've only just returned. (laughs) Sol just kind of like harumphs (laughs) and like adjusts her jacket and is trying pointedly not to look back at Carrie and is just like you can mind your own business i've i've got this under control i'm sure you do <laughs> you never 
you never don't have it under control, Soul. <laughs> that sounds like a good cut point, unless you want to do more with the scene. All right, where do we go next with this? How much more do we want to do before the tall boy shows up? I don't know. I th- I kind of feel like we've gotten a lot of our reunion stuff out of the way. Well, not not that it was in the way, but like we've established a baseline of these people are all in the same place at the same time and know each other. Yeah. And I think we can time skip if we want. Just one suggestion. I think we should, I know it's going to be an all NPC scene, but I think we should cut away considering what a through line it is to the Elsinore contingent and set that ball rolling. Oh boy. Like get Linwood and uh, maybe Corollary um, on screen and get a vibe. But especially if like this, if Sol is back, this could be like somebody coming to tell Linwood who maybe is in hiding. We don't know and establish that vibe. And because we we've said the the threat of Linwood is back, but what does that mean? What does that look like? And also because. I listened to Flotsam this week, so I really want to hear August playing Linwood and Zach playing <laughs> Corollary again, because it's very good. <laughs> oh, boy. What if, um, what was the name of the character that Sam played in Venture that Reuben threatened to throw off a cliff? Brian. I can't remember. Brian. Brian! Brian! Um, what if Brian is the one tipping off Linwood? God, I don't remember what voice I did for this for this character, but everybody seems to love it so much. I believe it's your New York Jew. Jew. It was like, oh, hey, 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 hey me, come I'm on, Brian. come on, man. Yeah, yeah, hey. Yes, please. <laughs> also, because yeah, we've one. now established it, is this a vaguely raccoon-esque looking alien? God, I mean, yeah. We have a Catman pirate. There is no reason we cannot have a raccoon. All right, yeah, fuck it. It's just a raccoon. I mean, Brian, Brian, Brian. <laughs> All right, yeah. Brian the raccoon is here too. Is he from Elsinore? He could be like recruited at the below. Yeah. yeah, he's just around. Used car salesman is like my whole like idea for this character. He was promised grandeur. Mm. Prime real estate. He's been spying on uh, Davy and Theo for Linwood, and now Saul Hawk is back. Oh, whoa! Now, now that could get me a bonus. Yeah, scuttles into the Elsinore contingent. Sure, so what is this scene? Just the Elsinore contingent being informed that Sol's back, I guess. But is it like, what does this look like? Is this like people hiding or is this like people building ready to strike? Like what sort of state do we think this group is in? Are they in contact with an outside force as well? I believe they are at least about to become in contact with an outside force. Oh, yeah. Jesus. So camera cuts to what this small, we see a few people like, what hanging out reading or plowing Linwood? Yeah, maybe they got like a they've got like a warehouse base, mm-hmm. uh, and the like the the leadership of the of the contingent is like in the foreman's office, which has like been mm. kind of decked out in Elsinorian finery. Oh, it's, I hate it. It's great. Uh, there's like a, a window looking out over this big warehouse uh, that is part assembly line and part like training camp where people there's like you know weapons and stuff being put together shipments being skimmed yeah and linwood drayton is there amongst it all this motherfucker (laughs) i'm sure we have brandy oh absolutely no smuggler worth his dollar does not have brandy 
Hmm. Perhaps Corollary and Linwood are having a conversation that is interrupted by Brian. He just sort of, he scuttles in, running on all fours because he's the fucking raccoon. Is he like a legit raccoon then? I mean, like, he's basically just a legit raccoon, yeah. Cool. He talks, though. But he talks. Right. No, I was thinking that, like, because our, our aliens on screen so far have been a little more humanoid, and then you said all fours, and I'm just like, oh! Brain has to reprocess this what visual I'm, what I'm image. Imagine, what I'm imagining is, like, a, like an anthropomorphic raccoon with, like, uh, like rolled up pant legs and raccoon feet. Yeah. Uh, and so he can, and like he's wearing like a you know like a shirt and stuff. He can, <laughs> if a raccoon is... wore pants, would he wear it like this or like this? <laughs> oh my god, Mac! <laughs> Mac, I hate you. Episode title: <laughs> I wrote the goddamn game. You can't kick me off. <laughs> uh, like one, of, like one of these fellers. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna post a little image. Oh my look god, look at that man! Well-dressed little, little gentlemen. They're just little men. This is exactly yeah. what I'm imagining. <laughs> Can you be a little mm-hmm. overalls, too? Oh my god, yes. He's wearing little overalls. And he sort of hops in and he goes, Hey, uh, I, I got something for you. It's something you're probably going to want to wanna know. I don't know why, but I'm imagining Linwood like holding... Maybe not necessarily, like, a newspaper, but some form of, like, physical paper readable material. and old paperback. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just, like, I don't know, just something physical as opposed to, like, reading off of a tablet or something. And, like, he marks his page and sets the book down and is just, like, go on. So, uh, you know those two, uh people you were trying to get you were you had me watching them yeah i do recall what we're paying you for yeah 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 that okay so they just got a bunch of visitors one of those visitors is uh what's it who's it uh hawk you know hawk she's back in town and she is visiting uh those two those two folks that you were uh trying to get me to watch that, that i've been i've been watching i gotta be clear i've been <laughs> watching them <laughs> i've been doing my job now i've got a question you keep saying that we've hired you to watch two people but there are three of them there's david jane theo delano and mino star right yeah no 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 i got it. i got it yeah no but they're always together so i sort of just ca- i you know, the, the, the two that are married, I, I, you know, I just kind of consider them, you know, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. So the Hawk is back in the station. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you want to be all cryptic and shit, you could say the Hawk has landed. But I wasn't really trying to be cryptid when I... Cryptid. Cryptic. Cryptid. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be cryptic when I was trying to uh, report to my bosses, you know? Are you backsessing me? Absolutely not. No, 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 sir. No, absolutely not. <laughs> All right. It's so hard to tell these days. Yeah, I, I, I got you. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, if the Hulk is back, I imagine the Lord Regent would want to be informed. Is this something you're asking me to do? Do I call you sir? No. <laughs> No, I didn't hear you say sir. I'm sorry, sir. Well, I suppose 
it would be prudent to inform the Lord Regent, but perhaps we should attempt to nip this in the bud. There's no reason to cause any undue fuss if this is something that we could easily resolve. Of course, yeah, there's only a few of them, and it's not like the hawk still has the raptors at her beck and call. This should be easy this time. You go, go get them, sir. Why are you talking to me? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll just be over here. Don't, don't even look at me. I'm okay. <laughs> that I'm not even here. Jesus. All right, sir. Well, tell you what, my brother stood down and said, "What's up?" Consider the word said. Oh, yeah, Captain. And uh, Corollary Haversham uh, leaves the room. You can come with me, because I don't think the boss wants to talk to you. <laughs> right, uh, yep. Uh-huh. Just uh, right. put me wherever you need me. You know, I uh, live to serve and whatnot. Can you shoot? I wouldn't say that that's a particular skill of mine, but uh, I'm small and I'm sneaky. Can avoid getting shot at. Actually, I, I do have something for you. Joy of joys. <laughs> uh, and and Corollary Haversham pulls out a little listening device. Oh. He says, if you're so sneaky, how about you put this on that big metal man? Uh, yeah. Yeah, totally. I, that, I could do that in my sleep. That'd be easy. Yeah, of course. He takes the, the listening device and puts it in the little shirt pocket on his tiny little overalls. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, you do this. It's caviar for days. Sorry, it's what? I, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> caviar. Like fish eggs. Uh, but for the rich. Not a big fan, but uh, I appreciate the, uh, the gesture and I will uh, take it under consideration. Uh, and he, uh, Pats his little shirt pocket and goes, "I'm uh, I'm gonna go uh, go do this thing that you just told me to do. I'll, I'll see you later. Just, uh, just put my payment in the uh, in my account." And he scuttles off before he gets killed. <laughs> the big mean man. work. <laughs>
Hi, it's August, and I just wanted to thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed us, please consider leaving a rating on your podcast platform of choice, telling your friends about us, or tweeting about us using the FTLcast hashtag. We are also part of a nonprofit podcasting guild called Standing Stones Productions. We do a variety of shows, including The Room Where It Happened and Dumb Kids Playing Hero, two actual play shows, and a Steven Universe discussion podcast called Gay Space Rocks. We also do live streams at twitch.tv slash standingstonesprod. You can keep up with everything that we do on Twitter at stones underscore standing. Unfortunately, Standing Stones was already taken. Your support means a lot. Thanks again!